Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. I love our pastor. We have a pastor who is after the heart of God and we are so blessed, you guys. We have amazing, amazing staff here. So thank you so much. And again, happy Mother's Day. I do believe, like Pastor Tim was saying, if if you're a woman, it's likely you're a mom to somebody. There is somebody that you've sacrificed for, that you've nurtured and poured out your love to. So to all the women, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you give and all that you do. Will you guys pray with me? God, we are so grateful to be here in your presence because of what Jesus did for us. We just welcome you with open hearts. We open our hearts to you now and we say, speak to us, God. Father, I ask that you would touch my words today with your power. Let them penetrate our hearts deeply so that we can leave here changed, different from when we came in. We give you glory and we pray it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps with you today, if you would go ahead and turn to Romans 8, 38. I'm going to be reading from that passage here in a little bit. So just go ahead and hold your place there. Romans 8, 38. So most of my life, I've been a pretty confident person. Um, I would say largely because of my parents and their love for me. They raised me in church. And I've had a relationship with God for most of my life, about as long as I can remember. Have you, ever guys, have you guys ever noticed the kids around here? They, they tend to be so confident. They're very wholeheartedly who they are. It's like you can tell that they just know that they are loved. So I was a lot like that. But around high school age, as we do, I started realizing that I have weaknesses. Surprise, surprise. That sometimes I fail when I try something. And so I remember... This one time I had, I had messed something up, done something wrong. But this teacher said to me that I had disappointed God. And that went really deep because it was this authority figure, somebody I had admired. And I think because I was already struggling with failure and who I was in the context of failure, I took not only what they said as truth, but I took it a step further to believe that God was disappointed in me, in who I was. So I didn't know it at the time, but that was a lie that took root in me. And it started to affect every area of my life for years to come. So through most of high school, like I think a lot of us do, I had really low self-esteem. I just kind of didn't like myself. Just getting up in the morning was draining. If you're a disappointment, Life's not very fun. So I stopped trying new things because I just knew I would fail because I'm already a disappointment, right? If God wasn't going to be happy with it, why even try? I remember feeling like I didn't want to face life. Have you guys ever felt that way? I would say probably most of us at some point in our lives have felt like that. And eventually I quit doing some of the things that I did love and I was good at because they just lost value for me. By college, I was directionless. 
I had no idea what to do with my life. And I really just didn't feel like I was worthy of doing anything. I started to think, what's even the point of me? What's the point of life? Like, like, why am I even here? Because there really just doesn't seem like there's a purpose to it all. And I started to have suicidal thoughts. But this whole time, I knew in my head that God loved me. I still had a relationship with God. I knew somehow these thoughts and these feelings weren't God's best for me. But I felt powerless to change. I felt powerless to find purpose. What I didn't realize was that although I knew in my head that God loved me, I didn't fully believe it in my heart. Today, you might have a relationship with God. You might know with your mind that he loves you, but there's a disconnection. Maybe it's just in one area, one part of your life that somehow you know you're not living up to your fullest potential. There's a dissatisfaction within you that you can't quite put your finger on. You know that there's more for you, but you don't know how to reach it. And maybe in the back of your mind, you question how much you've already missed out on. And if at the end of your life, it will have had meaning. Will you go to that passage in Romans 8.38 with me? I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. The Apostle Paul is writing and he says, So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavish on us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. See, Paul was living with this confidence that God loved him and that that love would cause him to overcome everything that got thrown his way whether it was rejection, persecution, sickness, his own self-doubt. Paul faced more persecution and injury. I would even suggest shame, a belief that God was disappointed in him than probably most of us will face in our lifetimes. But Paul changed the world. I think we think, yeah, he was the Apostle Paul. He's in the Bible. Of course he did. Of course he could do all that. But Paul was just a man. He was just like us. We can change the world. So I think it begs the question for us, how? How in the face of hardship, of everything that came at him, how did he change history? According to Romans 8.38, Paul lived with a confidence convinced of God's love. When we live confident of God's love for us, we are empowered to live out our destiny. We open the door to God's love when we allow it into our lives by believing him. It's through our belief. 
Pastor Tim gave an awesome message on faith last week. If you haven't heard it, go listen to the podcast. It's so good. Faith works by love. So as we believe God's love for us, that love rushes in and it obliterates apathy. It energizes us. His love comes in and it empowers us to love others. So when that love comes in and it's breaking off apathy, now we have a reason to live. That love comes in energizing us. And so we not only have a reason to live, but now we have capacity to live. And then that love empowering us to give love back out, we have a purpose. Jesus said in John 14, 15, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Loving him empowers us to obey him. His commands to us are simple, love God and love people. When we live confident of God's love for us, we are empowered to live out our destiny. So you might know that God loves you, but are you fully believing it in every area of your life? First John 4, 8, God is love. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. First Corinthians 13, eight, love never fails. So either the word of God is true or it isn't. Do you believe God's love for you? How many of you know my husband, Jake? Yeah, he's amazing. That's pretty much how I feel. If you don't know him, you should get to know him. He's the love of my life. He's my biggest supporter. So a turning point for me on my healing journey was this night that God gave me a dream about my husband. In this dream, I find out that he's died. And it was so real. It was so intense. I fell to the ground and I was just overcome by that pain of separation. All I could think was, I want to die so I can be with him again, because that's the only way that I can be with him again. So God, just let me die. So I wake up and I'm like, whoa, I know this isn't just a pizza dream. Like, God, what, what was this? What did that mean? And he spoke very simply to me. He said, what you felt and experienced in that dream was just a taste of how I felt in coming to earth as a man, Jesus, to die for you so that I could be with you again. God isn't satisfied with us knowing his love, but not believing it. I'm still on a journey to discover all of God's love and my destiny. But I can tell you that today I am no longer powerless and directionless. I have a lot of growing to do, but I love with more capacity than I have ever had. And I'm hungry for more. When we are confident of God's love for us, we're empowered to live out our destiny. I think some of you are already thinking about an area in your life where maybe you haven't been convinced of God's love. Maybe it's a relationship that you know you're supposed to mend, but you've just wanted to protect yourself. God's love will guard you 
Guard your heart no matter what. Maybe it's a business venture that you've been meaning to take, but you've really just been too afraid. God's love will come in, wipe that fear away and give you the right steps. Maybe it's an addiction, alcohol, prescription pills. Maybe it's just too much TV and you haven't been able to overcome it. God's love will come in and break the power of that addiction and set you free. What area of your life are you not fully convinced of his love for you? There's this great Irishman, Brian Buffini. He's a, he's a great storyteller. He's a businessman that Jake and I listen to his podcast sometimes. He's built this business from the ground up and helped people all over the world to succeed and reach their goals. So he has this great story about his mom when he was a kid growing up in Ireland. So his mom is 44 years old at the time. She already has several young kids, including Brian. And now she's eight months pregnant with his younger brother. And it's an unusually hot day. So the family's on holiday. They're driving through the countryside. I want you to listen to what happened next. So we're driving along, driving along, driving along, and we get to this real rural part of Wexford, and we run out of petrol. This did not improve the mother-father relationship. (laughs) And this was back in the day when cars were made of metal. So we opened the doors. My brother Dermot, uh, we put him in the top of a pram. We open up the hatchback because we want him to breathe, the little fella. He's going to grow up to be a CEO one day. We want him to breathe. And we start pushing the car. And we're doing all right. The doors are open. We're all pushing. Mam is walking behind, just grumbling, saying a few things. My mother was right. I never should have married him. So we get to this hill. This hill's called the Tinker's Heartbreak. And it's just this bloody steep hill, and it's as straight as a line. And all of a sudden now things get iffy. So we start pushing this car up the hill. Okay. And we are sweating like dogs. Mama's trailing behind. We're going up. We're going up. Okay. We're going up, going up, pushing up the hill and we're not getting very far. Not, you know, and it's just this grind getting this heavy car, dad and a bunch of, you know, four young kids pushing this car up the hill and the baby in the trunk. So we get to the top of the hill. Okay. And ma'am is not doing good, okay? She's sweating. She's eight months ready to deliver, going up the hill. Not good, not good. And we kind of turn around. We're going to come back to help her up the hill. All of a sudden, as we're walking towards her, she lets out this blood-curling, brave heart scream. We look back. The car is gone. It's gone over the top of the hill. The hill on the other side is twice as steep. The car is in neutral, flying down the hill with Dermot bouncing around in the back of the car. Now, we were all young, pretty fit, and we start taking off, sprinting as fast as we can. I'm telling you, this happened. This is a true story. We are hauling after this thing, hauling after this thing, and out of nowhere, like Carl Lewis at the finish line, this blur, boom. And it was a 44-year-old woman, eight months pregnant, bang. This happened. She gets to the car. Before it gets, there's a ditch at the bottom of the hill. She grabs the bumper and single-handedly brings the car to a stop before the car goes into a ditch. Happened. 
I love that story. That mom would have never imagined she could do that. I don't think any of them could have pictured what she did that day. Love empowered her to do the unimaginable. And I wonder what it is for you today that you don't think you could ever accomplish, but with the love of God, you will easily accomplish. My son was born in February. And if you know our story at all, he's our miracle baby. And we gave him family names, Nicholas David. But the meaning of his name was also really important to us. His name means victorious loved one. And I believe that we all have a choice today to believe that we are the victorious, loved children of God. (laughs) To be like Paul, that when hardships come, we trust that love knowing it will get us through to the other side in victory, that we can keep moving forward and accomplish everything that God has for us to do in this earth. Will you make the choice to stop determining your own worth, what you think you do or don't deserve, and instead believe the word of God? That you are so loved, the creator of the universe came to earth and died because he wanted to be with you. Will you choose to believe God's love? When we are confident of God's love for us, we are empowered to live out our destiny. Thank you, God. I'm gonna ask for all of us in the room to close our eyes. God, we just put our focus on you right now. Maybe you're here today and you've never known God's love. Or maybe... You used to know it and you walked away from it. It's not a mistake that you're here today. God loves you. He sent Jesus to pay the price for our sins with his life. And he wants to have a relationship with you. If that's you and you're saying, yes, I want to know this God. I want to know Jesus and spend eternity with him. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask that you raise your hand. One, God loves you so much. Two, Jesus died for you. Three, will you raise your hand if you want to know him? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna ask if you raised your hand, would you, along with everyone else in this room, pray this prayer with me? Repeat after me, God, I want to know you and your son, Jesus. I believe that he came to save me. Jesus, I give you my life. Will you forgive my sins? Wash away my past and make me new. Will you fill me with your spirit so I can be empowered to live this new life of purpose. Help me to know your love. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, 
Head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.